Guys, welcome back to episode 103 of the Double Bogey Show. Uh, we kind of covered it all today. We talked about when the proper time to get a golf membership is. We talked about our recent rounds from last Friday and Saturday and how uh, we golfed with a guy who was six under, and it was absolutely ridiculous. And then we ended the podcast with a little bit of golf, this or that. Thanks for listening to the show. We hope you enjoy this one. They piped that the wrong way. I'll call the clubhouse. We'll book another 18 for tomorrow. Okay, they cheated on that. They fucked their balls. Yeah, no better time for the breakfast ball than now. Up next to the T, episode 103 of the Double Bogey Show. Crowd goes fucking wild because fireman's. <laughs> fireman coming. All the old guys with the quiet signs are like, everyone shut the fuck up. No, and then we tell the old guy to shut the fuck up. We have our own sign that says sit down. Is that, that's got to be a volunteer position, right? The quiet, I don't the know. quiet sign. It's got to be somebody with a power trip that always wanted to be like a marshal but never could be. There are some dickhead marshals out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can think of one specifically that's probably only two miles from me currently where I'm sitting right now. Yeah, we need to, we need to have a conversation with that guy. Mm-hmm. We should interview him. No. No, we should. We should get him front and center and say, say, why are you like this? What gives you the right? Yeah, what gives you the right to be mean to people like us when we're literally just coming out here to, to be happy? Yeah, and you ruin it. With your stupid fucking face and your shitty attitude. Okay, and Tyler. I, and also, like, what what accolades do you have that determines, like, uh, if a person is 300 yards out and I'm hitting a four iron, but you won't let me tee off yet? Why? He says, well, maybe that's actually a vote of confidence. Maybe he thinks you could pipe it 300 with your four. Yeah, but I I mean, any logical person <laughs> knows that I can't hit this, that any farther than 220. This man has no logic. Which, like... He's living I mean, his own little fantasy world. What's the application process like for the Marshall job? I think just work grounds crew and then become pro shop and then I don't think it's a I don't think it's a, a stepping stone thing. I th- think I this guy's think so. been there since the beginning of time. So I think it's a retirement like, job. Here's your job. I think it's gotta be a retirement We're job. We're gonna have to ask him, like, how'd you get this gig? Because you're bad at it. You know what? <laughs> uh, I will tell you though, I played at a course and I'll I'll name him. I'll I'll literally name the course right now. If you want me to name them, I will. Oh my, I don't I'll know if I it. do. I'll, I can bleep it. No, I mean, I'll fuck. I'll, I'll do it, it Ryan. Thumper, uh, Thumper Pond uh, <gasps> and Otter Tail. Uh-huh. I know. I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> You're so crazy. Um, the marshal there is probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Yeah. Oh. Th- there's no, there are nice marshals everywhere. And I, I don't know what it is, but like. You know, first tee, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to get focus. I'm trying to maybe like playing through my head, like how this, how this whole thing's going to go, how the driving range session went, whatever. But this guy just takes all like bad thoughts and mm-hmm. feelings out of your mind by just having a good BS session. Yeah, it, a good marshal can set the tone for a great round. Yeah. Like when I was at Rose Creek playing league with the other team and I was late, the, the marshal there gave me a ride to the correct tee. Yep. And he's like, I'm walking there with this bag. And he's like, hey, hop in, man. I'll give you a ride. Good luck today. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah. Yeah, we should maybe do like an undercover bit with uh, the marshal at this specific course we're talking about. Just see if we can get him razzed up a little bit. Yeah. Well, it won't like, be hard. All we have to do is stand on the tee box before the other team is off the green. Yeah, well, we'll just blur. On the 400-yard par four. We'll blur his face out, too. Like, we'll get there on time. We'll be sit there waiting. Um, And, it, like, we'll blur his face out. But we should, our goal should be if we, like, to get him to laugh. Yeah, that'll be tough. That, yeah, we can try it. I'm, I'm willing to try. We, I mean, there's nothing else we can do. I think at this point we're just we're at a point where it's like there's no going back with this guy. Mm-hmm. There's only going forward. So we're gonna have to go on a Saturday because he wasn't out there last time that I was on there on Friday. So he's part time. Yeah. So maybe they cut his hours because they're like, be man, smart. People, like memberships are going down yeah. and tea times are like wide open because he's at the first tee. But when he's not, course is packed. I know a guy that had a membership or is the membership encompasses three courses, right? But he had got that membership every single year and would only go to that one. That was his course. He went there all the time and he stopped. This is the, he didn't do it this year because of that Marshall. No shit. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Yeah. And he needs to say something about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, there, 
for anyone listening out there, you know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> there's a lot of dickheads out there. Uh, there's a lot of really nice marshals out there. And you can tell like, hey, how's this round going to go based off of my conversation with this guy? Mm-hmm. I think it's always good to have a guy in the group that's uh, that can crack jokes and is like quick on his feet and, and stuff like that. Just to kind of lighten the mood with the guy a little bit. Um, here's I, an, here's, I have a theory about course marshals, actually. Conspiracy or not? Uh, conspiracy. Or just a theory. I think it's a bell curve as to how shitty the uh, course is versus how shitty the course marshal is. It's a if it's a really shitty course, course marshal's a nice dude. If it's a really nice course, he's also a really nice dude. But Thumper Pond's a really nice course. Somewhere that's a really nice in marshal. the middle, yeah, he just said. If it's the, if it's shitty, they're nice. If it's super nice, they're nice. But okay. if it's okay. somewhere in the middle of like being torn up once every month or some shit like that, then like you have good odds mm-hmm. of running into a shitty course. Marshall. Okay, that's fair. But maybe, hey, let's look at look look at it from this angle. Maybe there's something else bothering him in life. Yeah, but has it bothered him for the every single year that I've been golfing? Maybe he's in denial about life coming to an end. Maybe. Within the next, like, 10 years. <laughs> he's, he's getting old. He is old. Um, I think another point that you brought up about the membership thing. I So I've been... I've played a lot of courses this summer. Mm-hmm. I am not married to one course. I've played a lot of different courses from weekend to weekend, um, shooting videos at, all that kind of stuff. We've kind of found our honey hole in terms of where we like to shoot at, but in terms of where I like to play at, um, I've really considered getting a membership to mm-hmm. a specific course that we've shot at before. And I've had multiple people try and talk me out of it. You being, you didn't try and talk me out of it, I'd- but you more so brought, you brought about certain things that I had to think about a little bit saying like, yeah, you know, you're kind of right. I in helped that to, aspect. I helped point out details that I don't think you had thought of yet. Yes, correct. And I did think those through and it made me think like, well, maybe I don't need a membership, but like, I'm trying to think what justifies getting a membership to a course. Is it like, you know, if you have a membership, I don't think you pay for league dues. You don't mm-hmm. pay your, your weekly league dues or whatever, yep. whatever that may be. Um, but, you know, let's just say you have a seven to $800 membership and it is a $50 with a, with a cart, mm-hmm. $50 round with a cart for 18 holes. And let's just say 800 bucks divided by 50. That's 16 rounds. Yep. That's how 16. many weeks are there in the summer? Well, how many weeks of the golf season do we get? Let's just say um, two weekends in April plus um, two weekends in October. So May, June, July, August, September, Five times four is 20. Let's just say 24 weeks. So you'd have to golf there 16 of the 24 times. Correct. Which we don't because we golf all over the place. Correct. So that's like, that's where I'm hung up at. I'm assuming the guys who are getting memberships uh, probably do not like might not have lake cabins because on the weekends I'm golfing out at the lake. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be golfing at, at my membership course. Well, I think it makes a ton of sense if you live very close to the course. Sure. Your quick nines before work, you want to go there on it. Like you decided on a Friday afternoon, you're like, I'm going to try to sneak 18 or Saturday morning. I don't have a tea time. Maybe I'll just hop over to my home course where I have a membership and just jump on. You think you got to have no kids or kids of a certain age? Because I feel like if you have young kids... No kids kids is going to be way easier. 100%. Yeah. Kids of a certain age will also be easier, but they need to be like of self-sufficient age. Yeah. So like you're not feeling shitty for just leaving them with the wife the whole time. Sure. Because like if my kids were 12 and nine or whatever their difference will be when their time they're that age yep i'm fine with that 12 year old can watch the nine-year-old for two hours or the 12 year old can come golf with you or that yeah but then i can't leave the nine-year-old i gotta bring them both and then i gotta pay but then extra. mom's only stuck with one kid instead of two true yeah so i think it's when they're self-sufficient or no kid no kids is the answer that's easier yeah much empty nesters or no kids being mm-hmm. young enough at that point. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'd have to ask my grandpa because he gets a membership at the same club every single summer and he usually only golfs there once a week, right? Okay. And there are weeks where he doesn't golf there because like they can't get the group together or they're golfing somewhere else. But every Wednesday they made their own men's league. Mm. <laughs> it's like the same eight guys. They just go out there and get kind of drunk and they don't keep track of like they keep track of their score for the day, but not for the year. Yep. Or they just decided to make their own deal. Um so I'd have to ask him if he gets his money's worth or not. Yeah, that's interesting. There's also a part of me where it's like, okay, I go to the same lake cabin almost every weekend in the summer. Some some weekends I don't. Uh, I've thought about getting a membership to the lake yeah. course, but at the same time, uh, that's a little bit more expensive 
than uh, mm-hmm. like the $800 membership I'd get here right. right outside of town. Well, the courses need to do, there's a simple answer for this. They need to do half memberships where it's an X amount of rounds that you pay for up front and you get a discount on them. Yes. So like if you could do a half membership, then all our problems are solved. You got to pay for it in full. Right. Yeah, right. Like we're paying for, I want to pay you for 15 rounds. Yep. Right. Or I'm going to pay you for 10 rounds up front, but I want, I get a $10 discount for every round because I'm paying for all these ahead of time. You don't know if I'm going to use them all or not. But once I hit those 10 rounds, then I'm paying full price for the rest of the year. Woe on me if I if I go through them all. And if not, you're making extra money. Yeah. And I think um, even at the lake, I would, let's just say I had to play 20 rounds for it to pay itself off. Uh, 20, and I, I think the point of getting a membership is so you can eventually start playing for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if it's 20 rounds that you have to play to pay it off, you're playing 25 to 30 rounds. Right. At the lake, I'd have to play a Saturday and Sunday morning mm-hmm. in order for that to make sense. And all 18s. And all 18s, yep, correct. It's like the quick nines don't really put a dent into your round fees or like your, your running total. Correct, yeah. And I think um, not that not that the wife would be upset if I played Saturday, Sunday mornings, but I also just would feel bad if mm-hmm. I'm gone both mornings, like she's up with the kid and and I'm not there to help. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. The prime time for getting a membership at a golf course is when you are retired. When you're retired or... When you're young enough in your career to where you're making you're making some good money, yeah. you don't have kids yet. You're like 23, 24. And you are you're basically stationed in town where you live mm-hmm. for the weekends. Like, yeah, you can go out and have fun uh, at the lake with buddies who have lake places. But if you're like if you don't have a lake place, you're probably gonna be in town that mm-hmm. weekend. You can get a Saturday, Sunday round in. I think that's also a so it's it's one end of the spectrum or the other. You're either retired Dude. or you're young enough to where you don't have kids. You maybe not be married yet. I had this sweet spot and I didn't golf yet. Like I used to, and when I was like 23 or 24 ish, like maybe, maybe even a little younger, but I'd stay here in the summers. I was a bouncer at a bar at night. So every weekend I could have played 18 at like 10 o'clock in the morning and yeah. been just fine. I could have slept in from bouncing the night before at the bar and then gone out, golfed 18, came home, had plenty of time to just chill before I had to go back to work. I should have been doing that. I was making enough money on my week job that I would just, that was perfect. I missed my window. I, what keeps going through my head is like, God, I wish I would have started like three years earlier. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have started golfing in college. Yeah. Because I probably, I mean, there was two courses in the town that I went to college at and I maybe golfed four or five times yeah in my in my five year college career um and i look back i'm like son of a bitch so i think that's a good point to make it's like hey if if you're if you're still in college and listening or if you're just getting out of college start now yeah don't miss your sweet spot this is the time there's a sweet spot on the course and there's a sweet spot to get to the Mm -hmm. course Mm -hmm. Uh, think about this what are you doing on a saturday night in college you're going out and partying what would be more fun than pre-gaming on the course you're going to go pregame 100%. at somebody's house, pregame on the course. Because especially at our age, if if we have, let's just say we have a noon tea time. Yeah. We're playing 18, probably going to get done around 4, 430. And we're drinking beers on the course mm-hmm. Saturday afternoon in the summer, mm-hmm. 80 degrees out. What the fuck are we doing after that round? It's like, hey, let's go to the bar or something. Oh, sorry. Got kids, uh, yeah. you know, or got plans tonight. You know, parents are coming over. Or, uh, we got to go bring the kid to grandma, grandpa's house. It can't do anything after, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, why not? Writing that out after a pr- for pre-gaming? You could make a golfing, drinking, pre-game game. You could game it up. What could we do? We could make a drinking game for the course so college kids can pre-game their house, house parties on a Saturday round. Things to bet with that is not money. Drinks. Roll into this. Yes. It's drinks that night. It's who's buying the bottle that uh-huh. night. Who's buying the case of beer. Uh, hey, if I beat you through 18 holes today, when we go out later, you're DDing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So th- Ryan, get some. Ryan is segueing into our first segment of the day. So people, we they love gambling. Ryan is segueing into our first segment of the day. So people, we they love gambling on the course. We're we're the same group. We love gambling on the course, but not everybody loves gambling with money. Sometimes money's fucking tight, and you don't want to be dropping a hundred bucks on a round of golf. So we're going to talk about things that you can gamble other than money and drinks 
and DDing is fantastic because there are real stakes there. Yeah, well, DDing is probably the biggest stake of all time. Yeah, because like, hey, from 4 p.m. until you need to sober up. Mm-hmm. Like you need to sit there and you need to throw some ice in that water and you need to just soak in your misery mm-hmm. because you just lost the DDing bet. <laughs> you think about it, you play an 18-hole match play with DDing on the line. That is real stakes, especially when you are in the yeah. height, height of your drinking. <laughs> you are, That is more daunting to me as a 24-year-old or a 22-year-old in college than having to pay you $100. Oh, 100%, because <laughs> it's also like if you're on the course and let's just say you're you're down th- like things are just not going well, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's within the first nine holes because then you can just get shit faced. You get shit faced, and by the time it's 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 time to bring your buddies out to the bar, you're pro- you're sobered up, yep. you're ready to go. Um, but if you're trying to sit in that sweet spot and you're just you're you're scratching and clawing <laughs> to win holes, but you're just not, and you've only maybe had three beers on the course, I mean. Tough luck. Yeah. You never got to accomplish what you wanted to, and that was to just get shoot faced with the boys. Yep. I, I think I think that's a great one. I think that might be our best one, and it's our only only number one. Yeah, it's I would say uh I, I would rather win the DDing bet, meaning mm-hmm. not have to, than win a hundred bucks. Yeah. I'm worth it. I'm with you for sure. And I think the drinks is another good one, but then you're also still spending money, right? But it could be less money. So like you could be, you could bet on the first round, right? You're like, all right, you lose yeah. this round. You're buying three pitchers when we get to the bar. That's how we're starting. You, three pitchers are on the line. That's less than a hundred bucks. You're not yep. going to lose a ton of money. And if you find the right place, that could only be like ten bucks because there's like three dollar pitchers at and some place. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. And maybe like, like in the um in the fine print, you're not allowed to pick where you go for those pitchers. Mm. Yeah. So, hey, let's go to the hot spot, even if they don't have deals, because this guy's buying over here. Yeah. And then you just invite all your friends. Yep. Everyone you know, because only stuck with first round. Yeah, there's uh, there's two different types of having to buy drinks at the bar uh, after a round of golf. One of them being a hole-in-one, mm-hmm. and one of them losing a bet and having to buy a round or two <laughs> or three for the boys because you got your ass kicked. Dude. I'm taking the... I'm taking the uh, it, it's not the latter, but it's the what? Former. former i'm taking the former mm-hmm. i'm taking the former <laughs> um have you ever been in a spot where like not saying that i have the ability to hit a hole in one but like but you do i just got married i just paid for a wedding yep money's a little tight there was a par three we were playing out on saturday i'm like i hope i don't hit a hole in one i i i do not want to buy the entire really? pack course around right now but at that point, you get to pick. You get to pick what you're buying. I understand that, but like it's a full course on a Saturday morning, 18 holes, and I'm like, if I got a hole in one, that that would do some damage. How much do you think? I don't know. What do you mean? What do you think it'd be like 500 bucks? Let's just say, uh, let's just say five. Let's just say five bucks a beer. Mm-hmm. Ah, we'll say four because if you're buying pitchers, it probably equals out to like three or four bucks. Let's say four bucks. Um, let's say there's three people for every hole because not every group's going to be a foursome. So let's make it three. So whatever there's three times 18, 18 times three is 54. 50, so yeah, 54 times four, 215. Bucks. Okay. Maybe not as bad as I thought. Yeah. But in my head, I was like, don't want to do this. Isn't it funny? Like <laughs> there has been times I've spent more than $215 at a bar for less than a hole in one. Right, so, right, right. You know. Well, I just, in my head, it feels like so much more. Yeah. I would say uh, hopefully you get in there and uh, there is a keg of light beer that is about half gone. Yeah. Saying, hey, I'll just buy the rest of the keg out. Maybe they'll give you a little bit of a deal on it Mm -hmm. because they're getting rid of that keg. They're getting a new one in. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's, I mean, there should be hole-in-one specials at at golf course. They should make hole-in-one insurance. They do. What? They do. You've never heard of this? No, no. they don't. Yes, they do. They no, make they hole- don't. yes in Japan. They Look make hole. Yeah, I got in you. In Japan, yes, in Japan they make hole in one insurance. So you go sign up and you can. They cover you up to twenty five hundred dollars. Holy and shit! You only pay a hundred dollars. Yeah, hole in one insurance. You pay a hundred dollars for to get up to a hundred dollars a month or hole in one insurance. Hole in one insurance dot com. Hole in one insurance coverage. Here we go. Yeah, but that could just be like a marketing thing too. How does it work? How much does it cost? How does hole-in-one insurance prize coverage actually work? By securing hole-in-one, 
Uh, you have a prize indemnification provider. Assume the risk associated with offering a valuable prize, blah, 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 in return for a modest fee. Um, Are you sure this isn't like for like charity tournaments? That's kind of what I'm thinking. We're like, if you like, if you get a hole in one, you get a car, then they have insurance on that car. Yeah. Um, here we go. What is hole in one insurance? A hole in one yeah. insurance policy prize money to be paid. Yep. Yeah, coverage for prize money to be paid in an amateur golfer in the event of a hole in one at a specific hole. We yeah. offer coverage from five. So what that is? Yes. What that is, Jake? Like I play in the the veterans tournament every year in DL. Yeah. And they do a drawing where eight golfers get a chance at a hole in one, and if somebody gets it, they get fifty grand. So that's insurance for the tournament. To not actually have to pay the person fifty grand, the insurance company will pay the fifty grand. Yes. Okay. I also know they do it for people. I did see a video on it, so I do know that they do it for we people in Japan. We yeah. Okay. Proof. Yeah. I mean, I can. It's on YouTube. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Eric Anders Lang bought it in Japan. If you know him. I don't know. Okay. He's a. <laughs> well, I mean, one in what? I, I, what's the odds of a hole in one? One in twelve thousand five hundred. Something like that. I but believe like, it is. What do you, you charge five bucks on top of the green fee? We're like, hey, here's my hole in one insurance. Like, I'm feeling. I probably would. I'd I'd pay that, dude. Oh, I have a weird feeling that a hole in one is coming, Tyler. It's it's gonna be close. It's dude, gonna happen. I I know we're gonna talk about the Saturday round at some point, but the guys behind us on Saturday. Oh, holy yeah. shit! Well, no, the, the the girls behind us on Friday. Let's yeah. let's jump right holy into that. Holy shit! Okay, so we we played Friday Saturday rounds together. Um. And it's interesting because, I mean, the type of golf we were playing on Friday was completely different than the type of golf we played mm -hmm, Saturday. Mm -hmm. So we went out Friday. Yes, we went to the country club only because we were invited. We were invited. Um, yes, I wore my hat forwards <laughs> until I got to hole number two and then I put it backwards. Yep. No one said a damn thing. Thank you for that. Um, so it was, it was me, you, Miles, uh, and then two other coworkers. Yeah, of ours. It, was a, it was a work round. It was a work round, and work rounds are a lot different than boys rounds <laughs> on a Saturday morning. Yeah, and it's weird because for me, I wasn't even keeping. Well, first off, um, I had to wait at the clubhouse for another coworker uh, to <laughs> for him to hop in our cart so we could get out to play. Well, we just had to skip to hole two because he was late, mm -hmm. so I didn't even get to play hole one. Um, and I didn't even end up keeping score for this round because it's like what does this really matter mm -hmm. it doesn't i'm just gonna hit some golf shots i'm gonna see what i i'm gonna fuck around and see if i can make some sick shots or do whatever yeah um and you could tell miles was playing for score oh yes and he had a pretty good round uh but also i think he was a little upset i was not playing for score because he would have beat. you wanted to compete yes, yes and yep. and and he beat me that round but also i was there's a difference in if i'm playing for score versus if i'm not mm-hmm the mindset is just not even there yeah. to shoot a good score. I'm just there to have fun. And I'll tell you what. Did you have fun? I had a lot of fun. Good. I hit some balls in the water. Uh, I hit some balls in the sand. Mm -hmm. I hit some I hit some greens on some par threes. Felt good. Um, I think I needed one of those. Needed yeah. one of those just fun Not keeping rounds. scores. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my fun round was Saturday. Friday round for me, I started off super hot. Because like I was going into it with the same mentality as you. Right, that I'm going into this, this round means nothing to me. And then I played really good the first four holes. And I'm like, fuck, I'm keeping score today. Yeah. <laughs> and then let me guess, it went downhill. Uh, big time. Dude, yeah. I was at one point, you, you saw how dirty the ball I was. I was running out of balls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, on Saturday. Yeah. I know. Yeah. On, on Friday. Was, oh, yeah. Saturday, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, running yeah. out of balls because of Friday. Yep. Correct. Uh, I was legit like down to four balls in my bag, which is very few for me because you know how many found balls I keep in my bag at oh, yeah. all times. Yeah. At one point, I was using this Titleist that was it was so stained. I put it through the ball washer three times, but half of it was just brown. <laughs> yeah. like, like dark shit brown. Like half of it was sitting in the mud and half of it was sitting in the sun. Yeah, for three years. Yep. Um, and so that was the ball I was using. That one is lost as well. Um, but we're on hole 18, Ryan, and hole 17 is a par three. What do we, what do we hear in the fairway? <laughs> we're like, oh, like either someone crashed their cart or someone just got a hole in one. Yes. Which one was it? So we got wedged in between the group in front of us was NDSU golfers. And then the group behind us was NDSU golfers. 
And one women of women golfers. Yeah, one of the girls uh, in the group behind us hits a hole in one yeah. on what? seventeen. Yeah, and she was stoked. And then uh, yeah, so we were here in the hooting and hollering, and we look back, and everyone's jumping and hugging and high fiving and shit. It was pretty fucking cool. That's it was sweet. sweet. And then we found out the next day because on Saturday we we golfed with a former NDSU golfer um, who probably knows this gal, and he said, yeah, she went out and got shit faced, but also naturally she shot an eighty two that day with a hole in one. I mean, sounds good to me. Yeah, on that course. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. a tough course. Yeah, um, yeah. I have a good. Something's gonna happen. Something crazy is gonna happen. Maybe not this year, but next year. Okay. Uh, and I think we're gonna get it on video too. I think going forward, uh, you know, whether you're a content creator in the golf space or not, you need to start filming every par three. Mm-hmm. I think courses should have cameras at all par threes. Why do they not? I don't know. Why don't they have one camera at the tee box and one camera at the green? And then they can sell you on the video like yeah. those fucking picture things like on the roller, roller coasters. coasters. Yes, yeah. dude. Yes. <laughs> well, like you can buy your shot anytime, even if you have a good shot. Those ones cost. Yep. But if you get a hole in one, it's free. They give you the video for free. Yeah. Courses need to start having cameras at par three holes. I think that's like a huge grab. It's like a moment. Uh, memento. Memento. Yeah, memento. Yeah. yeah. Memento. Yeah. For someone hitting a hole in one, imagine like. So if I don't have the camera out on a par three, I'm sitting at the tee box thinking, fuck, if someone hits one here, like I have to go grab my phone real quick and Mm -hmm. start filming it. And I'm hoping like if I hit one, I'm just hoping someone is gracious enough to grab their phone to get the tail end of the celebration Uh and then to get me running up to the hole or to, for me to get someone else running up to the hole. Um, it just, it, it doesn't feel as right, but we can get the actual swing and like the leading up into the celebration. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How electric! Um, cameras can't cost that much. They're pretty spendy. Yeah, yeah. For one, I mean, what if you literally just got a yeah. fucking a Blink camera or a Nest camera, put it on, put it on a stake on the backside of the green facing the tee box? Yeah. I mean, I'm I I think they need to have it like up on a pole or some shit. So that they can see the trajectory of your shot. Like it needs to be like almost tripod level for the one at the tee box. And then the one on the green needs to be down seeing the whole green. Because yeah. there's typically two par threes per nine holes. Mm-hmm. So four sets of cameras. You have two cameras at each hole, eight cameras. I mean, I have five cameras around my house. We could use trail cameras. You could use, well, yeah. <laughs> Those would be bad. Those would not be good. No, they would get stolen too. Yeah, we need to get, there needs to be some sort of camera system at these courses. That's the next golf innovation of the week, which we've we've been off. Yeah, on. we've been all over them today. Um, yeah, cameras at par three. And then again, like the roller coaster rides at And at then you parks. can submit the video as evidence for your insurance claim on your hole-in-one insurance. That's yes. correct. That is correct. Hmm. We got it figured out, guys. Fuck that. Any sick. course that offers hole-in-one insurance needs to have the cameras yeah. on the par threes. Or they need to have some sort of pot, like. Or someone, should, if you have hole in one insurance, here I just found the biggest hole in this plant. People are just gonna fucking lie about getting hole in ones because they paid for insurance and they only want a free drink. Or here's what you have: you have a free, like a basically like a free will donation. Um, there's a camera mm-hmm. and cameras. I mean, they <laughs> they solve every problem out there. There's a camera at the free will donation box, and if you put in a dollar. You have the chance to win the pot if you hit a hole in one. Mm. If you don't put in a dollar and you hit a hole in one, you do not get the pot. So it's kind of like shake of the day at uh, I like at that. a bar. Yeah. So nice. and it's it's one dollar because it, it, you know f- you could have them at every par three hole as well, and the entire pot goes to the person hitting a hole yeah. in one. Um, we were at a bar in Iowa for the small town bar tour things. It has a a, a, a similar type of gimmick at the bar. So it's right on a river, and then across the river is like a homemade green. It's just like a mound of dirt yep. with a piece of turf put over it, and then it's a five-gallon bucket is the hole. Okay. And so then you give money to the pot. It's like a dollar a ball, right, Jake? Yeah, yep. A dollar a ball, and you can buy as many balls as you want, and then you you try to hit into this bucket, and if you get it in the bucket, you win the pot and sure. so on and so forth. That's kind of cool. Yeah, Miles hit what? 35 40 shots it was to the point where he was digging through his own bag to get his own ball yeah so we brought a a bunch of the found ones that grandpa dave gave us burned through those Mm -hmm. and then we emptied miles's shit ball pocket in his bag yep and then it got to the point he just used his nice balls jesus so he probably lost at 60, least 70 bucks. I was going to say at least $60 worth of golf balls into that river yeah. I mean it's 40 to 50 bucks for a dozen of balls but honestly what a great 
they got to be selling those golf balls, right? Like they just got to go across the river yeah, and pick so. up all the ones that went deep and then just resell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there needs to be more stakes for for hole in ones at these golf courses. People need to treat this as like, hey, this is one in a million type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to go around to the courses that we've played and say, hey, like how many people have, have submitted like hole in ones this year at your course? I wonder what the average number of hole in ones are per course uh, around our area. Yeah. I mean, Cause do, you, do you think it's as many as like five a year? I would say so. Probably. Just think of how many golf shots are happening on those par threes every year. Probably. I'd say five is a good number to be safe yeah. with. Yeah. I don't know. The, ga- the game of golf is changing. We're trying to change it for the better. Mm-hmm. And if you can, I mean, who doesn't love walking into a small town bar doing shake of the day and being like, oh, didn't win. You know, could have won six grand, but didn't. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe tomorrow. Um, yeah. But you, hey, everyone I'm, loves telling you that they got five of a kind. Yeah. You know, they never get six of a kind exactly. at shake of the day. Everyone likes to tell you, hey, I put one, I put one six yep, inches out yep. from hole in one. Almost got a hole in one. Mm-hmm. But hey, let me tell you, this ain't horseshoes and hand grenades. Mm-hmm. This is, it's either in or it's out. Yep. Um, and then also second story time, hole in one time Ooh. Saturday, we're on our, we're playing our oh, round. Yeah, we haven't even talked about Saturday's round yet. Yeah, does, We're on hole 11, hole 10 is a par three, right? I don't know. It doesn't matter. We're in Holly and, um, we're, we just finished a par, a par three. The tee box is just off of the green of that par three and we played into it and it's right into the sun. So it's tough to see where your ball lands. Yep. You can't see where it lands. Yeah. And so we're getting ready to tee off when we hear a, a ball hit the green next to us. And we look over, and this fucking thing is hovering over the hole. It's one inch. Like, legitimately an inch or less away from a hole-in-one. And we hear crickets. And I'm like, what? what? Like, why are they not celebrating? Yeah. I'm, I'm like waiting for a... Because I... I want to celebrate with these guys. Yeah, like we were borderline ready to run out onto the green for them and just like start thumbs upping. Well, and here's the thing. You couldn't see the tee box because of the trees that were surrounding our tee box. Mm -hmm. So imagine if a guy just duffed one off the tee and then chipped in from there and we just went fucking crazy because we thought he got a hole in one. How how embarrassing would that be? Like We knew it was the first shot because we hadn't seen any others. And we were just no celebration from these guys. And then the other three shots happen and then the carts start to roll up and then you can hear them like, whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Is that my holy fucking shit? And they're just like losing their minds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was and they, wild. And then uh, one buddy's like, I'm going to have to see that. <laughs> Tap in, Bernie. Yep. No problem. No, they were pumped. It was pretty cool. That was sweet. Um, So yeah, the Saturday round was a lot of fun. And we we had talked last week like, hey, we're going to go out and play for score. Mm-hmm. Um, We got Lucas from Sweet Shots, the guy who's been giving us lessons all summer. Um, a qualifier into the assistant golf pro national championships. Yes. So he, in Florida, he's pretty good. And then my buddy, Adam, who I've talked about mm-hmm. on every fucking podcast, because mm-hmm. he's just, he's that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we roll up and, you know, we're hitting the range a little bit um, late for our tea time. Typical. Uh, because of our range time. So we get up to hole number one. And uh, it's funny because the guys in front of us. Um, so this was Saturday. Uh, this past Monday, so two days ago now that when this airs, is Vikings-Eagles. Yes. The guys in the cart in front of us, one of them had a Vikings bag and one of them had an Eagles bag. I'm like, this just doesn't happen. Well, I hope the Vikings chance. guy won that round because that's the only W the Vikings will get this <laughs> <Yeah>. week. <laughs> um, so we start playing, and this is, uh, I mean, it's not an easy, I wouldn't say it's an easy course by any means. No, it's a um, gorgeous course, though. It's also Loved not, it. Yeah, it's also not super hard. But, um, so we... Uh, Straight par four, par three, and then another par four. And um, I believe I am even or one over through three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas, three under through three. <laughs> and we're like, is this just normal for you? It was It was like, he seemed bored. <laughs> Cause it yes. Because it was like 10-yard drive, or drive 10 yards from the green, chip it close, tap in for birdie. Par three was... Get it up close to like three feet from the pin. Yeah. Tap in for birdie. Next par four. Ten yards in the green. Chip it close. Tap in for birdie. It was just so systematic. And I I think I was so like, so I ended up shooting. In, uh, well, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Um, I believe we are through nine. He's probably four. He's probably four under through mm-hmm. nine. Uh, which I mean, he he left shots out there. He could have very well been ten under. Mm-hmm. He missed birdie putts that he probably knows he could have made. Yeah, um, probably could have been ten under through eighteen. But um, I think I was just so amazed by just how he strikes the ball uh-huh. and how he plays a course. 
and it really took my mind off of my game and i think it made me play a little bit better yeah have you uh have you ever golfed with anyone as good as him no me either best person i've ever golfed yes it was the first time i've ever watched someone that is truly truly good at golf yes like before that to me you're good at golf but it's not even close like i've never even shot in the 70s right well fuck i just gave it away Oh yeah, I've never even shot in the seventies. We'll get there though. We'll get yes. there. Yes, uh, yeah, but like it was, it was wild to watch it. Like sh- shots that he was upset about, we would have been high fiving about. One hundred percent. Like his misses were our greatest. Shots our celebrates. Of the day. Yeah, there was one where he he hit like a three hundred and twenty yard drive just a little left, and was upset. And I'm just like, holy fucking shit, that was a bomb. Well, and this is the type of round too where normally if there's two balls and like if there's two balls in the fairway. That are like really close to each other. I typically go to the farther one just mm-hmm. because I, you know, I think yeah. like, yeah, I, I probably got him. It wasn't even a question. I'm no. like, well, that's not me. Yeah. That's Lucas. Yeah. And he's got 40 in uh-huh. uh, up and down for birdie. But uh, yeah, it was, um, it was next level. I mean, he shot us. It was a par 71. He shot uh, 65. He was six under. Yeah. Shot 65. I've never played with anyone. The, the best people I've played with have shot mid 70s. Right. I know people here that we golf with regularly that can shoot a 65 on a nine yes correct <laughs> it's 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 fucking it's batshit to me yes um, um so my question is like especially the first four holes do you think when you're that good that golf is as fun i mean i want to say yes well he he had the intentions that day of just going out and having fun because we had never golfed with him before we've been talking all summer like hey we got to get out we got to golf with them um, so we set it up, we got out and uh, I mean, we knew he was good, but we didn't, I don't think we realized how good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, I think his, his thought process going into it was, I'm just going to go out and hit some balls with the boys. Yep. And that's literally what, and that just put him six under, but it was just like the, the whole re- repetition of it and the, the systematic behavior of it in the first four holes was just like. There's no, you don't, he doesn't have to recover from anything. He doesn't have to get crafty. No. He doesn't have to make a 20 foot putt and celebrate. No. It's just textbook birdie golf. And I was like, God, it's super cool to watch. But when you're that good every time, is, yeah. it, is it still fun? I don't know. And it's what, gotta be. He's been doing it his whole life. And he's also, what, 24 years old? Something like that. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't, do I want to get that good? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no question about yeah. that. Um, yeah. So that, I mean, that was a ton of fun. And, um, you know, especially like, Hey, if I had a bad shot, I'd be like, Hey, what do you think I did there? Cause he's seen my swing mm-hmm. 500 times mm-hmm. now. Um, so that was also comforting. Also gig did he did a, a, I, we were a team, he and I versus you and Adam and we yep. did, and we got our lo- asses kicked. Yeah. Low ball, low total. Um, you were never going to get low ball. You got low ball like once. If anything, you were just going to push low ball. We got yeah. low ball twice. Yeah. Um, low total is where you guys could make points. Yep. But then I played good on most holes except for three. I had three blow up holes. Yep. Otherwise, I would have shot like an 85. Yep. Um, ended up with a 94, but I had a quad, I had a quad bogey and two triples. Yeah. And those, those fucked me. So you did not uh, hit your goal of breaking nope. 90. No. Nope. Um, I mean, but again, there's always shots left out that mm-hmm. left out on the course that you know you could have had back. Yeah, and it was the short chips and staying out of the woods. Yep. I had to punch out of the woods a lot. Yep. Um, and I can't, for some reason, I couldn't keep my punch shots down. Sure. Even though they were like damn near outside of my stance, they were so far back. Yeah, um, yeah, I was going to say, back of the stance, did you choke up on I the club? I did. You ch- okay. Yep. Kept. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to start punching out with my, uh, my hybrids from now on. It's not a bad play. Yeah. I mean, you, it's a, should be a 19 and a half degree loft. 16, 16 degree loft. Yeah. Uh, it, sh- it should help a little bit. Yeah. So I think I'm going to start doing that, but Lucas did a great job of, he's our golf coach. So like we go to lessons with Lucas Yep. and he did a phenomenal job of not trying to coach in the middle of the round. Yeah. But like sneakily saying a random things that I didn't take as like him, like coaching me even yep. though he was i have a perfect example of that um i typically hit i'm either hitting draw or fade mm-hmm. uh and this year i've been hit a lot more draws so i was setting up to hit a draw so i would probably aim let's just say 10 yards to the right of a pin on a par par three or like on a second shot in uh, to the green i'd aim to the right of the pin and i kept missing to the right of the pin because i kept hitting straight balls and the only thing he said to me was 
was like, oh, God, I'm playing the straight ball today. And I'm like, why don't I just commit to the straight <laughs> ball? Why, why, do I keep trying, why do I keep trying to force the draw when I could just play the straight ball? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, he, he probably didn't even know that. After he said that, I'm like, okay, well, I just need to start playing the straight just ball. Go right at it. Yeah. yeah quit trying to play, force the draw and just play the straight ball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for, for me, I like I, I felt like I played really well. There was one hole as a par three. 196, I'm hitting a six iron. And I f- this is the most flushed oh, six yeah. iron I've hit of all time. It there's a hill kind of like to the right, um, and a little bit in front of the green. So I flush a six iron. I hit the hill and I don't see it bounce after that. I hit the front hill. There's like two hills, right? I think I know what hole you're talking about. I was yeah, there. Yeah. We get up there. Well, I'm trying I'm trying to set oh, the yeah, scene yeah, for yeah. your ball's gone. My ball isn't there. And there's no way I hit a two hundred and and I would say there's twenty yards of of open area behind mm-hmm. the pin. There's no way I hit a 220 yard unless unless no that wouldn't happen either because there was like a little drainage ditch to the yeah. side of the of the green around these hills and if I would have hit that little drainage deal we would have saw it shoot up in the air right I think you just went through that and rolled to the side into the weeds because that hill was steep to the weeds but it's rough my ball had to have held up a little bit and couldn't have rolled for 20 yards yeah I don't think it was that that rough though. I mean, I genuinely think that's where your ball is. It ended up in the weeds on the right. Well, regardless, I had to take a drop. I ended up hitting a five on this hole. Okay, so um, hit a five on that hole. Uh, I think I had one birdie on the front, and then I get to we get to number fourteen. It's a it's a about two hundred yards straight down, and then a direct dog leg to the right. Mm-hmm. So I had a four iron. I cut the corner perfect right down the middle of the fairway. I'm one thirty five out, and I for some I'm downhill for some reason. I grab a pitching wedge. <laughs> And I have never flushed a pitching wedge like this before. Mm-hmm. 20 yards over the green. <laughs> I end up double bogeying this hole from 135 yards out mm-hmm. right in the middle of the fairway. So there's four strokes right there that I should have back. Yep. Even, even if I would have bogeyed both of those holes, I shoot an 81 on a par 71, um, two strokes away from a 79. And I also birdied one on the back. I left the pars out there. I double bogeyed too many holes. I fucked up. I was, again. But hey, second best round of the summer. That's pretty good. I was so I'll close. T- you, you, there's nothing to be upset about. It no, I, and again, we had fun. I was more so just amazed by... We didn't by do how, breakfast balls either. I don't know why we didn't take we breakfast didn't. balls. We just, nope. I think we just forgot. We did, because there's people behind, waiting on yeah. the tee box. And we, like, and we hit pretty good drives in the first hole. Yep. So. Um, so again, I'm, I was that close and I look back and like this shot and that shot and that putt mm-hmm. and this chip. And, uh, I mean, but that's also what keeps me coming back, just clawing for that climb for 79. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing about me, Tyler, going into number 14, right before I hit that pitching wedge, 20 yards over, I was seven over par. And then it started to fucking get to me. I'm like, <laughs> wow, if I, if I keep playing. Uh, the way I am, I'm going to break 80. And thinking about it now for me, so I need someone else to keep my score. Hey, I was just going to say, next time we play together, I'll keep yours, you keep mine. We don't tell each other what we're at. I think that's a great way to yeah. mentally not get in your own head and sh- like potentially shoot the score that you want to shoot. Because mm-hmm. had you been keeping my score, I wouldn't have known I was seven over. Yeah. And like, we gotta start. And doing I that. knew where mine was five holes to go too. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna have to birdie at least one, and I'm gonna have to par the rest. Like, because you see, you see yeah. it on your app. You see it on the 18 mm-hmm. birdies app. Um, someone else has to keep my score if I want to break 80. And then once that happens, and I'll start keeping my own score again. Because yeah, let's do that next time. Job finished. Mm-hmm. Job's done. We, uh, you give me your phone, I'll give you mine. Or we just keep it on the we just keep it on the scorecard. Yeah, I just want to see the hole still. Though. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's the key to me. Like it's it's there. The shots have been left out there. Um, I need someone else to keep my score in order to break that and in order to break eighty. Speaking of breaks, let's take one. Deal. Guys and gals, Ryan, you know what and time Jake. Year, you know what time of year it is. It's what fall ha- golf time. The leaf rule is in full effect. It is, and soon enough. 
all the leaves will be off the trees mm -hmm. and you'll never be able to find mm -hmm. your ball. Mm -hmm. And when you can never find your ball, that's usually when the courses are closed. And yes. when the courses are closed, what in the fuck are you going to do? You're going to go your to your simulator, Ryan. You're going to head over to your simulator. Whether the, whether you have the Cadillac of simulators, whether you have the, the smallest enclosure and launch monitor possible, you're going to be able to get it's swings fun. in in the winter with Carl's Place simulators. Yes. Um, speaking of simulators, Jake. Yes. Apparently is a simulator golfer god. I don't know. If you want to feel good about your golf game, golf on the Carl's Place simulator. Jake, take it over. Dude, last night I played the round of my life on the simulator. Mm -hmm. Which I'm not uh, buying a single bit. <laughs> I know you're not buying it. He was two on one under through nine holes. I was one under through nine, and then I and then I blew up on the back nine. <laughs> I finished five over. So I shot a, it was a par 71. I shot a 76. I usually shoot about a hundred. So like how, like, I mean, like, cause I, what, I saw you swinging before you were playing <laughs> and it was not good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden me, and that's no dig against you. No, Jake. it's, it's fine. And all of a sudden me and Jade, like we just got into the zone and we were just playing ready golf and we were moving really quick. I think 18 holes took us maybe 45 minutes. Hmm. Or something like that. And we were just in the groove and there was like, we just, after every single shot, it was like, hey, good shot. Or I know you got this scramble shot next. I don't know. It was just like good vibes in the simulator. Did you set the gimmies to 45 feet? No, the gimmies. Okay. So here's my thing. So we have the gimmies set to nine feet, right? Mm -hmm. Which is not really a gimme for my camera. No, not for anyone. But mine are set to nine feet too. So. Yeah. But also like, so 76, right? I made a couple like 25, 30 feet putts on the simulator. Like I made some really good putts. And then even if I was outside the gimme range and I was chipping onto the green, I was putting it within three or four feet damn near every single time. So you didn't have to putt much. So I really didn't have to putt much. So if you take that into account, I probably golfed more like an 85 to 90, something like that. Which is still good. Which That's is still, still fair, yeah. really fucking good for me. So did it make you better? The simulator make you better or were you just in the zone? I don't know. Here's the thing. Well, is, mentally, it made him better. Yeah, yeah. mentally. Because now he knows he can shoot a 76. Yeah, and that was the thing is like even so like you guys know, I don't golf good around other people. Like if you get Ryan and Miles <laughs> in the simulator, I golf fucking trash, right? But it gave me like that confidence back to where me and Miles and Jade played nine after that. And usually I would be 18 over through nine by playing with a bunch of people. Like I'm just not in the zone, right? Mm -hmm. It was us. Well, it three. doesn't help that Miles is constantly talking to you in your backswing. No, yeah, not at that, all. That's yeah, and he's just in your head from the first mm -hmm. tee box. I even then, I f I finished plus eight through ne the next nine on one not of the bad. harder yeah. courses, like on the uh, simulator. I played the course that you're gonna go play in real life next week, Ryan. Uh, Grand Canyon, whatever. Oh, GCU. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to Arizona next week. Oh yeah. Grand Canyon University uh -huh. course. Uh, should be sick. Yeah, uh, it was a sweet course. I really liked it. There was like some pretty challenging holes, like some couple par fours were like right at drivable distance. There's a bunker that just goes all the way across the fairway and stuff like that. But I just managed to skirt around it. Every single drive was going at least 265, which is pretty good for me. I had a couple that went and touched 300, which is unbelievable for me. And we gotta check those settings. Yeah, I think we gotta see the gravity on. So there. I think what you're saying is, if you want to feel better about your golf game, you gotta start hitting the simulator. You gotta yep. start hitting it now because, um, again, before you know it, leaves are gonna be falling, snow's gonna be flying. Yeah, and if you want your own now, start getting the stuff now. Carlofet.com yes. uh -huh. promo code double bogey for ten percent off your your enclosures, your launch monitors, all that kind of stuff. I mean, 10% 10, 10 off of $1,000, that's a good chunk of change. Mm -hmm. That'll save you maybe some shipping right there. Mm -hmm. um, so guys, go check them out, carlovet.com. Um, get a sim league with your buddies together. Have an excuse to have the boys over on a, on a weekend this winter. Yep. Um, have something to just like, you know, mindlessly hey, go out and hit some balls on the range. Perfect Sunday in December. Yeah. A little NFL on in the background. You're hitting the simulator with the boys. It's that's. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah we, uh, I, I, we've probably logged at least 150 rounds already on ours. Yeah. That's pretty close, actually. There's about yeah. six golf bags in the simulator. There's clubs <laughs> scattered all over the place. There's balls all over the screen. Uh -huh. There's, uh, plastic tees scattered all over the place. It's like, it's, it's a place you want to just walk into and start swinging. Mm -hmm. So again, guys, carlavt.com. Um, we have the full, we, we have the big simulator and, uh, we're fortunate enough to do that because we have, 
high lofted ceiling in the shop. Yes. So, but again, you can start from packages, uh, you know, at $800 and you can get all the way up to, you know, a lot more. Mm -hmm. So, uh, whatever your budget fits again, simulator about 50 to 60 bucks a weekend. If you're going out with the guys, uh, throw that towards a Carl's place simulator and, um, enjoy it from the comfort of your home. Yep. Jake guys, I got a segment for you today. What is it? Jake? Well, we're going to be doing golf this or that today. This, do a it little Ryan. bit of this, a, a little, little bit, bit of, of that, a little bit of Last time this. we did this or that, Jake was on the pod and you did that same dance. Really? Yeah. Okay. What do we got for it then? All right. So I got um, some options and then I also actually have what the audience was pulled at to see if you guys match what the audience says Ooh. or if you guys are flip-flopped and you guys uh, are counter Survey says. And where, where did this, where did this, because this is, we didn't come up with this ourselves. No, this, this is from, from like, golf.com. Okay. Which reputable source if they got the uh if they've got the the url golf.com yeah yeah i hope it's not that same jack wagon that did the hole in one article i don't think it it shouldn't be good i think he was fired a long time ago good yeah um so for this one i'm gonna actually right off the bat i'm gonna tweak a question because the first question is in your ideal round you are walking or riding and i know you guys you guys are riding yeah the answer yeah, I already know the answer. You guys are both riding. But I would like to see what you guys say. Would you guys rather drive or ride? Oh, it's it's heavily dependent on who I'm with. That's easy. I'm driving. I'm I, I'm driving when we leave to go to the course. Everyone's hopping in my vehicle. I'm driving home from the course. And I'm also driving at the course. I don't know why there's just... I just feel in control. I was going to say Ryan's a control freak. Yeah. Well, not not like <laughs> when it comes to driving. Yes, when it comes to everything else, I'm just like it, it, whatever. No, I I prefer driving to riding, but I'll ride with Ryan or like a couple. I just hate when people don't have. I, like, I hate when people don't park close enough to the ball, or they park weirdly around the ball. Like, I usually I usually get about a foot from the ball, on the opposite side of where yeah, you're swinging. And I don't like that sometimes. But it sometimes also gi- you're a little too close. But it also gives you a good club path to the hole. Yeah, I don't I don't want that. I don't like seeing the tire in my peripherals. You don't? No. See, I do. That's weird. I I really. So this like is good. That. This is good communication. Don't park so close when it's my shot. Okay, that's fair. Thank you. But I also want to give you an accurate yardage. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, two or three yards doesn't matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I'm driving for sure because I don't know. I've rode with people who take weird routes to mm-hmm. to golf balls, and or they're just looking for a golf ball in a completely like wrong, wrong spot. spot. So yeah, I. I don't know. I have. I would like to say I have a pretty good eye for where balls go down at and where mm-hmm. balls could potentially be, and then picking them up with my eyeballs. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I like. I. I, I like to drive. It just. Uh, it yeah. also just gives me something to do. I also like driving. Driving yeah. is both answers. I would agree. I would also say one of the big benefits of riding is that uh, when you're riding and your buddy's off taking his shot and say he duffs it and he's just going to walk up 20 yards, nothing's cooler than sitting in the passenger seat <laughs> and just reaching over with your left foot. Left foot, left gap. hand. Yep, left yeah, foot, left you, hand. No one's pedal. ever hopping over to the driver's seat, right? No, because usually there's a phone in the middle with with yardages mm, yeah. on it. Yep. If there's something in the middle, I mean, I'm definitely not. Even if there's over. nothing in the middle, I'm not sliding over to the driver's seat. No. I am driving with my left foot. Yeah, there, there's something there's just there's something about being the passenger in a golf cart and reaching over left hand, left foot, and even if it's driving mm-hmm. 20 yards up to the next tee box. Yeah. I don't know cuz it's weird. It's so unnatural. Like imagine if you did that, I mean, you couldn't do that in like a pickup or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, well, don't the mailmen do that? Or they have they have pedals on the right side. Yeah, they, they just drive right-handed yeah. cars. That's weird. Yeah, because they got to be like able to reach the mailman. Mailmen would be like for them to go on vacation in Europe to and rent a car. I'd never They'd be right at home. I would never rent a car in Europe. Yeah, I would never drive because I'd be on the wrong side of the road. It'd be so weird. Yeah. Um. But yeah, mailmen they they have a good. What if golf can... carts are like that in Europe? Whoa. Steering wheel the, are golf carts steering wheels on the right side? I'll pull it up for you. I don't think so because I've seen videos of like I've seen videos golf videos over in Europe and I think they're left side. But why would they be? Yeah. Why would they switch it for golf? (laughs) From Reddit, do British golf carts have the steering wheels on the right side like cars? No, they say no. They're all left hand drive. Weird. Why do they do that? I don't know. Make up your fucking mind. Also, for a golf cart manufacturer to break into the market and start making right right hand right-sided driving golf carts immediate market share i th- i think it's probably because 
the golf cart was probably invented here because we're lazier. Okay. Yeah. So then there's yeah, like, they're a little bit more fit over there. Yeah. They're probably more walking. And golf was invented in Scotland, and they just weren't riding carts. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but it'd be kind of cool. It would be kind of sweet. All or right. what if you had like a um, it'd be cool if like let's just say your ten to twelve year old could drive the cart, but like a student driving vehicle. Um, they have brakes. brakes on your they side. They have brakes and a, and a steering wheel over on your side. Mm-hmm. That would be a great way to get kids introduced into golf. Hey, hey, buddy, you want to go? You want to go rip the golf cart around? I'm making my kid walk. You got to burn off some energy. Jesus Christ! Go to bed on time. I mean, I, I, after a, a round of 18 holes riding, I, my hips are still shot. Yeah. yeah, but we're not 12. That's true. We're old. Okay. All right. Um, during a round, are you boozing or abstaining from alcohol? Boozing. Tom, next. Um, Jade in the office, the Pete Davidson from Wish, who you guys have seen in multiple <laughs> yeah. videos. Um, for some odd reason, like if he has a good, like if we don't buy beers at the clubhouse, we're waiting for the first Bev cart. Let's just say the first Bev cart comes on hole five. If he golfs good in the first four holes, he's not drinking. And I'm like, and then on hole number five, right when the bev cart leaves, you just blow up. I'm like, why? Like, I, I really don't understand that logic of like, well, I'm golfing good right now. And he's probably like three over after four. I'm golfing good right now. I'm going to, I'm going to wait to start drinking. It's like, okay, buddy, but better to just have beers on deck just in case. Yeah, insurance you, beers. This podcast is all about insurance. Yeah. Cause I mean, <laughs> the beers and regulation are going to go way down if you're not hitting that first bev yeah. cart run. True. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking solve I problems mean, before they become one. But also on Saturday, we didn't drink a single drop, right? You guys didn't know I was snipping in the bottle. I had in my bag the whole time. Oh, that's right. That's right. That I forgot wasn't. about that. I did oh. that on Friday though. Yeah, I know. You never, gave, you never gave any to yeah, me. You never asked. I did. Yeah. I asked when you were on the green, I said, Hey, can I get a, can I get a little oh, yeah, swig of you that? You could have. All you had to do is come to my bag. Well, uh, I'm not going to be a, throwing the ball around on a the proper, club. proper gentleman would have brought it up to no, me. We're at a country club. We have to be discreet. <laughs> All right. I can't do that. Next question. We did drink there anyway. Miles bought That's us drinks. Yeah. yeah. I think you guys would actually be surprised to hear the survey on this one. Uh, survey, says, seven, survey says 76% of people are abstaining from boozing on the golf lame. course. What did the, we never, what was the answer for the first one? That's the why riding nine, or driving. Oh, well, the riding or driving, uh, it's similar thing. Most people want to walk. 70% mm. of people wanted to walk. You know, I like being an outlier. Same. I like, I like going against the norm. We're the black sheep of this. Drinking golf and riding. World. Yeah. Uh, I got another one for you. From the apron of the green, are you pulling out a wedge or a putter? Uh, I was wedge guy for the first two years of my career, but now I am firmly a Texas wedger with the putter. Um, This is all situational for me. If the wedge from like 10 to 20 yards is way better than the putter from 10 to 20 feet, I'm going wedge off off the off the collar. Yeah. If not, I'm going putter. Because I, I still have, I have trouble measuring the strength of a putt through the fringe. Yes. Yeah, I think, either blow it by or I leave it way short. I mean, I have the my the only reason I do the putter is there's like a, a lot less of a chance that I blade my putter and send it across the green. Not blading, yeah. You know? I would hope you're not blading putters. Yeah. yeah that, that's why I'm not. That's why I'm using it. True. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like even if I leave it 10 feet short, that's better than blowing it across the green, blading it with a chip. Yeah. Yeah. I would say most of the time I mean, again, I guess it depends on how long the shot is. If it's a, a 20-foot putt versus a six-and-a-half-yard chip, I'm probably just going to go with the putt. Yeah. Like, if the, yeah, if the pin's eight feet off the collar. Yeah, I'm going to putt it. Putt it all day long. Um, I think you guys would be surprised to hear 70% said that they're just taking the putter no matter what. Yeah. Figured. Yeah. Outliers. I've yeah. been putting out of the sand lately. Yeah, really? That's kind of working. a sick move. Yeah. Especially if there's not a huge lip, why mm-hmm. not? Even like the one, the one on Saturday had a really high lip. It did, the lip wasn't hanging over, but it was super high lip. I just smacked and it popped up and out and went out of the collar. Yep. And I'm like, Easy I, enough. that's just as good as I would have done hitting my wedge. Yeah. Situational. Yeah. Uh, at the course, your cell phone policy is, I got three options here, in your pocket, in your bag, or in your car. Uh, uh, in none the of cart. the three. Yeah. Right next to me in the cart because yep. that's where I get also get my yardages. Yeah. Yep. So I got the app up. I'm getting yardages. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do with in my pocket. It's too heavy. Yeah. No, absolutely not in my pocket. Um, um not in my car because I have a wife and kids that I if 
something happens, I need my phone. Wouldn't it be great if you could just leave the phone in the car? Yeah, if I was a single dude, that'd be tight. That would be awesome. Yeah. No distractions. I mean, mm -hmm. we've talked before, like, hey, what's the biggest way to ruin around? And that's like a text or call from the boss, a text or call from the wife saying, mm -hmm. hey, I need help. Yep. Um, yeah, it would be it would be nice, but where that's not in our cards. So yep. Uh, so none of those answers. Yeah, in the cart. That's true. In the cart. Yardage. Easy way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, survey says 14% of people keep it in their pocket, which is fucking bonkers 14%? to me. 14%? 14%. 13% they're keeping it in their car. So just Hot. about the same amount of people want to keep it in their car as their pocket, which is bonkers. And 73% said in their bag, which that is also bonkers. That's, that's like the same as the cart, I think. It's Phone, wallet, keys, in the bag. I get it. Yeah. If you're going to put one in there, you might as well put all three in I there. actually yeah. keep none of them in my bag. I keep them all in the little glove box thing in the cart. Yeah. I always forget where I put my keys in my bag. Mm, I do have a key pocket if I am walking. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, The ideal number of holes in one day is... 9, 18, or 36? 18. 18, unless you're on a golf trip, then 36 for sure. If you're on a golf trip, if you're on a golf trip, I mean, you golf 18 holes, what are you going to do with the others, you know, 12 hours of the day? Yeah, that's fair. So I'm going eight, 18 on a normal mm -hmm. weekend. I'm going 36 on a golf trip every single day. Maybe 18 holes the first day and then 36 the next two days. For, yeah. the, for the sake of the question, I'm saying 18. Yeah. Me too. I would honestly, I'm bummed that they didn't put this in there, but I would argue that 12 holes is the perfect well, amount. We agreed with that. We, we've, we've talked about this earlier, but I think my opinion's changed. Mine has too. I think 18 is, I, I've, I've done the 12 hole thing now several times and I've always left wanting more. Yeah, especially if you're golfing good. Yeah. If you're yeah. golfing bad, 12's perfect. Where the <laughs> hell were we? Was I with you? Gravel pits. No, this holes. this was uh, at the Ozarks mm. where we golfed 18 and we're like, let's do another nine because none of us were ready to be done even after 18. Yep. So I think 18 is my sweet spot now. I, I understand why they have it before I was a 12 guy, but now I have become 18. Yeah. And uh, I mean, nine holes, is, nine holes is fun, too, because I think um, it all depends on time. Like, well, what's the time restraint? Right. But I think nine hole courses are great because. Um, the beauty and like all the features are packed mm -hmm. more tighter. So you get everything you're looking for in nine holes versus like spread across 18. Yep. Oh yeah. Survey says survey says on that one. Shit. I scrolled up. <laughs> uh, survey says 3% say nine, 72% say 18 and a surprising amount. 25% said mm. 36 holes. Golf trips. Yep. Yeah. Gotta be retired, retired or single people. Yep. Yep. Um, your dream golf destination is Scotland or Ireland? Scotland. Probably Ireland. Big history guy. I want to go to the beginning of golf. Yeah. I want to go pour a Guinness. Mm. Mm. I want to go see uh, where um, Harry Potter was filmed at the Cliffs of <laughs> Normandy. What are they called? The Cliffs of what? The Cliffs of Dover. The White Cliffs of Dover. Yeah, I want to go see those. Check out Hogwarts. Check Maybe out the hoggies. Bounce a ball off the Hufflepuff common room. Yep. <laughs> uh, train, train station nine and a half. Nine and three nine quarters. And three quarters. <laughs> nine and three quarters. God, I mean, I've seen all the Harry Potters. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Hobbit. Never seen any of those. All the Harry Potters are yeah. done. Yeah. I don't know. I would Harry say. Harry Potters, the movies, the worst of all the movies you just listed. Best God, books, no. though. I mean, the movies. Trump You've never books. seen them. The movies trump books all the time. You've never seen the other movies. I know, and as long as I don't see them, then Harry Potter will always be the best in my mind. But nothing beats Fast and Furious. <laughs> oh my God. Next, uh, next question. Golf vacation, uh, Miami, Los Angeles. Uh, probably Nebraska. <laughs> dream golf vacation is um, War Road, Minnesota. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Hey, beautiful nine holer up there. Yeah. I don't think I've ever played there. Me either. I don't even know uh, if what's, there is or not. what's the survey say? We got to wrap this thing up. Yeah, we do. Uh, 70% said Scotland. 30% said Ireland. I actually, Fuckers. I got one more for you before you guys. Rory's from up. Ireland too, so oh, yeah. I like Rory. Yeah. Uh, you can only carry one, carry one or the other, a hybrid or a three iron. Hybrid. Hybrid. Yeah. Partially because I've never hit a three iron. Again, situational. What am, what am I hitting better? My woods or... Uh, like my driver three wood hybrid or my irons. I hit my hybrid better. I had a three iron. I broke it. Oof. That was with uh former producer Cody at the simulator. Oof. Three iron from tumbling down. Yeah. 
three iron would be nice to have in the bag at some point. Yeah. But yeah, my brother's got one in his bag, and when I played my brother's I bag, I would like good. a four. I don't have a four. You need a four. I know. There's a huge gap in your bag right now. Well, that's my hybrid. The, the, I have a four hybrid. The five to hybrid. There's a gap. Well, I have a four hybrid. Yeah, but I think I don't know. So, so it's like a little gap. My biggest gap right now is one twenty to one forty. Mine is one. Mine is one hundred five to one fifteen. Mm. I either have to go like soft with a gap wedge, or I have to fully hit a fifty four. Yeah, maybe I just need a fifty two. Because well, I hit my my sixty about ninety every time. I hit my fifty six about a hundred every time. And then I have a 54 that I don't use. Yeah. Except for like chipping around the green. It's uh, maybe like, ah, this feels like a 54 shot. Yeah. And then my, I just like it because it's heavier. So it's easier for, it's got a better pendulum for the short chips. Yep. Uh, and then my 52 is like 110, 115, 120-ish. But then I got nothing until my nine, which I hit 150. Sure. Yeah, you got to get that figured out. I do. Um, okay. I, I have the last one. Mm-hmm. And this is completely made up by me. Um, which event would you rather go to? I know the Masters is at the top of the list, so that's mm-hmm. out of the question. What event, because we've been to both, would you rather go to? Waste management or the Ryder Cup? Fuck. Ryder Cup. Really? Mm-hmm. Waste management was a blast. Don't get me wrong. I love them both. I love team golf. That is true. That and, is true. And it is still a party atmosphere. It's not nearly the party atmosphere that waste management is. But you don't go to a lot of golf tournaments where there's USA chance for 24 hours straight. That is very and true. And people are boozed. And I, I just love the team golf where every single person that goes by you, you have a reason to root for one or the other. Yeah. And it's not like like waste management. Like there'd be a, a group that would come through like, I don't really care how these guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Ryder Cup, I cared every time we saw someone hit a ball. Yeah. And it's the best players. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with Ryder Cup. Yeah, Ryder Cup was tight. Yeah. yeah. We got to go to Italy. It's in Rome. We got to go to Rome. Isn't Rome in Italy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Rome, Italy. But I think it's like like Washington, D.C., like it's its own thing. No, I think it's... I I'm just saying, we, it's in Italy. I, I, I literally was a history major, Tyler. But I, I but look do, but, think but look it up like, for me, would you? I think it's like <laughs> own sovereign thing. I don't think it is because you know what Rome wasn't built in the day. It's true. Neither it's was true. Italy. We're Which, looking it up right now. Tyler, you got it. We need clarification before we end this thing. Rome is a city in Italy, I believe. That's my guess. Um, Rome is the only existing example of a country within a city. It is in the Vatican City. Rome is a country. Hmm. Well, yeah. It makes sense it wasn't built in the day. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, so uh, false information. Rome is a country. Yes, okay. but Vatican City is its only sovereign thing inside a country. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we got that cleared up. Uh, just in time yep. to end this podcast, Tyler. Again, guys, if you made it this far, thank you for all the support. Thank you for listening. What I want you to do right now, one big favor for us, um, please send this to your golf buddies. Please send the podcast to, uh, you know, your golf group chat. I know if you're golfing with a group of guys and you're out... Um, almost every single weekend like we are. I know they have similar interests that you do. So one favor, send them the podcast. Mm-hmm. Do us do us that big time favor. It's a we're going with a pay it forward system. Tell yeah. one guy. Just tell one. Yeah. Um we got some cool stuff with the podcast coming up. Uh we're making a few moves here and there. Yeah, and we're I gonna think, experiment. We're gonna try something we've never tried before. Yeah, and I think you guys are really gonna enjoy it. So uh send it to a buddy, send it to a, a family member, send it to whoever. Uh we really appreciate the support. Also, head over to OUBetcha.com. We got all the stuff over there. The polos are low stock right now, but we're working on some new stuff, uh, which is why that's the case. So in the meantime, you can still get the BevCart regular hats, which have been crushing the golf towels, um, all that kind of stuff. And thanks again for listening to episode 103. Love you guys. Love Love you. you. See you. Hell, that's a breakfast ball.